Welcome back to the third hour of the KPK Outdoor Show. Bob Sims here, Saturdays 5 to 8, right here on KFBK, 1530 AM and 93.1 FM. Well, you know, one thing that's kind of got lost in all these closures, not really got lost, but kind of, because we haven't talked about it, is camping. Uh, I mean, all the state's campgrounds are closed. Um, private or public, I guess there's some exceptions to that if they can provide social distancing like a private campground. But but the uh, the state shut down the state parks, and well for whatever reason. But anyway, so the in the national forest system, of course, we're getting to that time of year where people are gonna want to go camping. People are going to go camping. So what I did, I had the pleasure of getting a hold of Ellie Alano, who is the uh, forest supervisor for Tahoe National Forest, where, by the way, all the boat ramps in Tahoe National Forest continue to stay open. But uh, Ellie's other job has been appointed kind of the public information officer for the COVID um response team so he's taking care of the entire southwest region of the united states and state parks but i talked to him last night about the possibility of keeping these areas open and when will campgrounds start to open ellie uh first of all my hat's off to you tahoe national forest has managed to keep all the boat ramps open and at least offer the public a place to get out and do their favorite pastime, in this case, fishing. And I know that hasn't come without uh, grief from the local community, but it is a national forest. So uh, thank you for the extra effort there. Well, you know, we we are happy to provide recreational opportunities to the public during this time. Um, So often, the the benefits of outdoor recreation are are talked about, um, including by the CDC, uh, and so it's it's just an important time for folks to to have that um, that ability to uh, get out, enjoy their their public lands, and and improve their health. Um, and, and, and it really it does help improve uh, immune systems and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and I know you've had some problems, um, you know, for example, when, when the fishing gets good at Stampede, uh, the people will break down barriers if they have to to get in there. But, but uh, you know, it's one of the few places you can go up in the mountains and, and try your hand at some fishing. The boat ramp's open now. You had a crowd up there, but that doesn't necessarily equate to uh, violating social distancing because boats put in, a, in a, over a period of time. And in most cases, I think the boaters are, have done a good job, but there's always exceptions, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, I think one of the things that we are seeing is that because the, uh, the opportunities are a little bit limited at the moment across the state and, and our neighboring states, those places that are open are seeing a little bit more use than, than what's typical. And, um, and some of that, some, some of those users aren't, um, aren't, aren't as respectful as, as, as they could be. Um, so, so, 
So, so you know, we're happy to provide these opportunities, but we really need folks to come out to take their trash out with them, um, to, to recognize that we are not providing toilet facilities right now. So, so please plan accordingly. Um, and, and, you know, if an area is really crowded, um, find a new place. Uh, there are so many great places on, on the National Forest, including on the Tahoe National Forest, for folks to go. Um, crowding up in one spot uh, uh, is not good for anyone. Um, and, and, you know, this might be an opportunity to find, find your new favorite spot on the Tahoe National Forest or on, or on any of the national forests here in California. Okay. Uh, now, Ellie, I'm going to offer your services to shovel snow for every, any of those people who want to find a new spot right now. <laughs> it's, it's I one of the, it's plenty one, of that for my wife. I'll bet you do. But, but you know, Tahoe National Forest, a, a lot of it is uh, still closed off by snow and, but it is melting, and there's more and more opportunities, which bring us to this, is that the Forest Service has a plan that um, I think you could explain it better than I, but there's something to look forward to in the very near future. Please explain. Well, so for the last month or, or uh, all of our developed recreation sites, so our campgrounds, our restrooms, um, uh, our picnic areas have been closed, um, and that's been in coordination with the state and the counties. Um, moving forward, um, the, those, those places are going to stay closed through May 15th, but during this period, we're going to be preparing for um, how we are going to open them, which facilities we're going to open uh, after that closure order comes to a conclusion. And that's really going to be dependent on a number of factors. Um, it's going to depend on what the situation in that particular county is, um, what, the, what, uh, what we're able to do in terms of bringing on staff. So our staffing levels are down a little bit right now. We, we delayed bringing on staff. We're now bringing on staff, but um, those staff are going to have to get into those places, prepare them, clean them. Um, and so, so we're going we're gonna to be developing a plan for how to uh, reopen these sites between now and May 15th. And that doesn't mean on May 16th every site in the entire state is going to open, but we hope to have a plan for a phased reopening, um, particularly including Memorial Day weekend um, and, and moving into June and, 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 and into the summer. So really hope to have a, a, lot, a lot of those sites um, open um, in 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 the the coming coming weeks now of course the main concern here especially when you talk about memorial day is camping and of course camping has basically been shut down statewide if not nationwide and uh as so so i'm i'm assuming what you are trying to say to this you're going to even open campgrounds as uh, mandates permit and snow permits and and as your crew gets them prepared for opening yes i mean if if the if the governor's uh 
uh, state order provides that opportunity. The local counties provide that opportunity with their health, public health guidance, and we're able to do the facility maintenance that, that, that needs to be done before any opening, then yes, that, that's, uh, that's, the, that's what our hope is as well. That's Ellie Alano. He's the Tahoe National Forest Forest Supervisor. And their goal, by the way, is to have 45% of campgrounds open by Memorial Day. Now, considering a lot of those wouldn't be open normally because of the snow, but they're really going to put their effort out. And, of course, they're going to, in California, they're going to depend on uh, Gavin Newsom's orders. And I'll tell you, <laughs> Gavin Newsom is getting beat up, not only by California people, but by people from all over the United States. And it all comes down to this. These people, they get control. They hate to relinquish control. So, <clears throat> you know, but it's, it's just going to be a big war out there. But uh, it's going to be a losing one for our governor, I think, because uh, like we say, people are not going to be confined past a certain point. And everybody just be as safe as they can, and away we go. That's good news, really good news for the, on the camping end. So we'll keep you updated as things are uh, projected to open throughout California. Okay? After the break, we are going to talk to Kurt Porter-Carrero of Sac River. Guy. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Adventure Sports Kayak City. Well... <clears throat> They have ordered in so many new kayaks. Now, you know, they're going to sell out. You know what's really, they had a real run on things, are the electric motor-powered kayaks. I mean to tell you, when they reopen, those things are going to sell out immediately. I mean, and, and for good reason. Like the Old Town Autopilot with spot lock, You've got an electric motor that lifts up at the touch of a finger if you get into shallow water, completely out of the water, with no effort, and it's got a, a, uh, a depth finder tied into the electric motor that you push a button and it stops, like if you hook a fish, it keeps you exactly in that spot until you're ready to go again. The bass fishermen and the big boats know exactly what I'm talking about. That's really something. All the pedal boats are gonna be selling out. Think of the opportunities you're gonna have uh, to get out on the water and go fishing in a fishing kayak when this thing is over with, which isn't going to be that soon. And even now, people that promote the fact that their boat ramps are closed, like El Dorado County, you can still get kayaks in a lot of these places. But the fact is, even the Old Town, I mentioned Old Town, they got a shipment on the way in now with a whole new pedal system. So things are happening. I can only urge you to, the, to do this. Go to their website, kayakcity.com. You will find out everything you want to know. You will see what they have to offer, what's new, and anything you need to know. Their address out on Auburn Boulevard and their telephone number. What you do, go to their website, have some fun with it, kayakcity.com. 
Yahoo.com. Well, as you might have expected, Shasta Lake, sooner or later, was due to kick out some pretty nice fish. And it's doing that right now. I talked to Kurt Portocarrero of Sac River Guide. I mean, you got to realize, these guys, they, they spend their whole year guiding, and they always, they have all these friends, well, let's go fishing. Well, I don't have time. I have a booking, this and that. Now they get a chance to go striper fishing and trout fishing and kokanee fishing for themselves. And they also stay on top of things for when all this thing is over. So anyway, I talked to Kurt last night about uh, specifically Shasta and Whiskey Town. Kurt, you've been fishing with uh, a friend or two uh, on Shasta Lake and also at Whiskey Town. Let's talk about Shasta Lake browns and rainbows uh it seems like you've caught a little bit of each this week what's going on well i uh fished for uh browns yesterday and we didn't get any browns but boy i tell you what we got some real big rainbows uh really rainbows from from 18 inches to 24 inch uh one of them might have been even 25 they were just beautiful beautiful and hard fighting when they hit the hit the line, they just ran with it. And every time we'd hook up a fish, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. We got a big brown, and it ends up being a big rainbow. So that was great. That so is fun. That, that is fabulous. That's the, you know, Now you're talking like in the five-pound range there, or maybe more, huh? Yeah. yeah, you're looking at the three-and-a-half to five-pound range when you start getting the 25, 24 inches. And those Shasta rainbows, they're, they're full of vitality, especially when they get that big. And I'll tell you what, every fish was as clean as clean. I, I couldn't believe it. I fished them a cloud arm, and the fish were just super clean. Okay, now, what depth did you catch the rainbows? Uh, I tell you what, anywhere from 35 to 60 feet. And that was the, we were getting them on our top lines and our bottom lines. So they're, they're, they're spread out a little bit, like vertically then, huh? Correct. They were spread out. It was beautiful. I had... Uh, six or five lines going out a couple we all had our rod stamp extra rod stamps and uh you know it's uh i i I put put the hurt on them it was nice beautiful fish and they fought like incredible man but we had a couple times where we had uh uh, one in the the net and another rod went off so that was beautiful yeah uh now were you were you fast trolling for them were you using a dodger Uh, and a small lure what yeah yeah, using a dodger and a shad pattern lure, and we were fishing 35 to 60. Uh, and uh, I was going about a mile, 1.7 is usually what I hit when I'm fishing for the trout. And uh, when I'm fishing for the browns, uh, rainbows, I 1.7, 2.5, yeah. the three browns. Now, uh, did you catch any browns at all? I mean, no, you didn't yesterday, but you did, have you this week? No, sir. I I, I did not. Uh, I haven't fished for him. Uh, I just been fishing Whiskey Town uh, for the Kokanee, and then going back to Shasta and uh, doing some river uh, trout fishing. And I was, uh, I think, the beginning of the week, I was over in uh, on the sack fishing for striped bass, and uh, you know that was that's pretty consistent uh, on on a schoolie fish. Uh, nothing yeah. monster. That's nothing monstrous, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, the schoolie fisher. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the kokanee at Whiskey Town. Now, uh, we haven't talked about that for a while. Uh, what's going on there? The, are these fish sp- spread out throughout the lake? 
They're everywhere. They're, I, I I have never seen, and I hear, uh, this is hearsay now, I, I hear that uh, we have a p- few people trying to get uh, us to get 10 fish uh, and, and bring the limit up. Uh, there was fish jumping everywhere. It looks like no matter where you went on the lake, there's fish jumping. Kokanee here, Kokanee there, from Whiskey Town to Brandy Creek, to uh, Whiskey Creek, to uh, Brandy Creek, to Oak Bottom. There's just fish everywhere. Huh. I, I, I never seen that many fish jump in one or two days of fishing there. It was just absolutely incredible. Now, uh, you think it's the kokanee that are jumping? Yeah, it's the kokanee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the kokanee. They're jumping right beside the boat. I mean, you could see them. And the, 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 they're not big uh, right now. They're in between 12 to 14, 15 inches but uh, I think this is what happened last year, and then all of a sudden we start getting those bigger fish in the month of June uh, and July. June and July last year, that's when we start getting those 17 and three quarters, 18 here and there, and a lot of 16s and 17s. You're kidding me. Yeah, well, that was last year, but not yet this year, but it'll happen. Oh, oh I, I, yeah. I, you, you caught me off guard there. I'm going, whoa, what happened? The whiskey town. So what's the biggest fish again you're getting there, the, the kokanee? Oh, I, right now we're getting 15 and a half. It's his biggest, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think we're going to get those big ones again. This is what happened last year and the year before, where all of a sudden you got those smaller fish in the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden, uh, a summertime comes on, you get those bigger fish. I don't know where they come from, but they come from somewhere. That's Kurt Portacurero of Sack River Guide. I mean, that is wide open fishing. They're trying to get the limit raised to 10 fish. Now, they did that at Bullard's Bar, and they've been catching limits of 10 kokanee at Bullard's Bar since the beginning of January. So, you know, I don't know why they don't do this more often. Uh, the the kokanee, um, if they'd have done that years ago at Stampede, uh, it had been a whole different story. You know, Stampede used to produce uh, trophy kokanee up to 22 inches. And then uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife, along with the influence of another organization that didn't know any more about kokanee than the department did, ruined it by putting way too many fish there's still too many fish but the fish and wildlife manage it as a broodstock fishery rather than as a trophy trout fishery but back to Kurt Portocarrero I mean he's just knocking the kokanee and five pound rainbows at Shasta I mean you got and and the boat ramps at Shasta are still open even though it gets crowded they're working on it Take a lesson, everybody. Uh, you know, Party, Comanche, New Malone. So take a lesson. It's working up there. They're policing social distancing. Anyway, Kirk's number. When this is over, he's going to get booked fast, just like uh, Rob Reimers is, just like Chris Ditter of Head Rush, who's still catching stripers. As soon as this is over, they're going to book up. So is Kurt Portocarrero. Here's his number, 800-670-4448. That's 800-670-4448. Okay. When we come back, we are going to hear from Mr. Robbie Dunham, who had another great day up at Lake Amador. 
And uh, you ought to keep Amador in mind because this past Wednesday was their last plant of the spring. Keep that in mind. So don't go away. We'll talk to Robbie right after. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, I want to bring up something. Um, and this isn't, this isn't in written in stone, but with, with everybody getting the jumbo minnows to go fish for stripers up on the Sacramento River, this is also getting into the spawning time for the jumbo minnows. And when they do that, they're not quite as hardy. Now, the minnows aren't cheap, you know, and you've got to keep them alive all day and everything. So it, you just might consider getting some more extra large minnows. Now, the, the jumbo minnows, there's plenty of them. But you don't want to be out in a couple hours, have a bunch of them go belly up. So uh, just think about supplementing some of that, maybe half of them with the extra large minnows. Now, now maybe it'll make a difference. Maybe it doesn't. Everybody would prefer the jumbos. But you put an extra large minnow in front of a striper's face, what do you think is going to happen? I'm just thinking... You know, just protect yourself. You're going to all that effort to go fishing and the expense of doing it and keeping the bait alive. Make sure you have enough bait to take you throughout the day. Also, another thing, you know, with the recent uh, the announcement from our governor here closing all state parks, well, they've been closed to vehicular traffic for quite some time but those certain state parks that were open to vehicles or i mean to hiking or bicycles i guess they were shut down well a lot of people were worried about the the great new boat ramp up at calusa which is in the state park but that's kind of exempt from all this because that boat ramp is run by the city of calusa so uh, by having that, it doesn't matter what state parks they close down or boat ramps, that ramp will stay open like it is right now because it is operated by the city of Calusa. That gives you access to a lot of river, upriver and downriver, so uh, keep that in mind. Okay, yesterday I talked to Robbie Dunham. Uh, Robbie was up at Amador yesterday, and he sent me a picture I mean, not only two limits of trout for he and his wife, but big fish. Here's that, in, uh, here's that interview. Robbie, you fished Amador again today, and I, I don't know, by the picture you sent me, I would have to say that's some of the best fishing you've had up there this year. Yeah, um, we got 10 fish today. The last two trips were 8 and 8. Today we got two limits. Um, we got close, we got over 35 pounds with the, uh, 10 fish. Boy, I knew there was some nice big fish. There had to be some, what, four or five pounders in there? Yeah, there were four of them that were over five pounds up to 5'11". And, uh, we actually got a couple of the, uh, smaller trout in there too, but, uh, most of them were all three and a half and bigger. Boy, that's a heck of a catch. That is one heck of a catch. Now, how are the crowds now? I mean, every time we talk, the crowds are pretty, pretty. Uh, they're thick up there. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Bob. Uh, today we had a pretty thin crowd. Uh, there was only probably fifteen trollers and a few bass boats and a few kayakers. 
So it sure did help the bite with having a less amount of people on the lake today. Boy, that's a, that's just a fraction of what was up there last week, huh? Oh, that's for sure. Uh, we actually got to uh, work some areas that I caught fish and got to stay in that area instead of uh, dodging all the boats. Yeah. Well, okay, now tell us how you got the fish. Uh, how deep were you fishing, first of all? Well, I started uh, 15 to 30, and uh, we ended up finishing up at 20 to 30. And, of course, you know me, I'm pulling my speedy shiners. And we worked uh, open water, deep water from the dam to the mouth of Jackson Creek. Just like you did last week. Same thing, the same lures and everything. And boom, boom, boom. And did you, did you, did you lose fish today, or did you have a good hook-to-land ratio? Yeah, that's another good one, Bob. Today we had 10 grabs and got all 10 fish in the boat. Oh, that's rare, huh? Very rare. <laughs> uh, we had uh, three or four of them come out of the water 100 feet behind the boat, acrobancing, tail dancing, and um, we kept the rod tips down near the water and uh, got them in the boat. Wow. Now, uh, it continues to be the only lake in the area you can fish, but... Uh, you know, it's getting kind of warm out there. How long are they going to plant fish at Amador? I talked to the lady this morning, and she said that uh, this last Wednesday's trout plant was going to be the last until uh, the fall weather again this uh, coming fall. Oh, okay. Wow, they, they made their last plant, and it still wasn't crowded on Friday. Nope, not at all. No. Um, most of the it, – it was – not very crowded at all. I, that's one thing we were talking about on the boat, how nice it was to be able to work some areas and, you know, stay in one spot and not have to dodge boats. Robbie, how long do you think that, uh, you know, you're you're up there fishing with your wife, uh, and who knows when you can start guiding again. That might be sooner than you think, but how long do you think it would be worthwhile for somebody to book a trip once the they they lift the stay and the, the the stay home orders that you could work on these fish. Well, right now um, I don't think I can take people out. I don't want to jeopardize my license. For yeah, that. no. So I've been just I just been staying with my family members, and uh, I'm just hoping at some point soon that they start to open this because now with them not planting the fish in there, it's going to make it tougher yeah. as you know May end of May and June shows up. So you think you got another three or four weeks that that uh, you might go out and at least get uh, a representative amount of quality fish? Uh, probably two weeks is what I'm thinking, just because of it being the only lake that's open right now, and I know it's still it's still getting a lot of pressure. I know they get way more pressure on the weekend, so we'll we'll know more after this weekend. That's Robbie Dunham of Coke Machine Guide Service. Now, if things are going to change in days rather than weeks, as Governor Newsom said recently, I I wouldn't hesitate to to book Robbie as soon as this gets open because, um, you know, a week from now, there's still going to be good fishing in Amador. Also, he'll be fishing Pardee for Kokanee as soon as this opens. So I wouldn't dilly-dally. He gets busy. His number, 209-712-6611. By the way, I've been meaning to mention, you know, last week we had news of Judge Benitez overturning this uh, background checks for ammo. 
uh, who, which, which the judge called it on, onerous and convoluted. Uh, he, he talked about how it uh, it uh, violates the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. He went on and on and on about it. And this is Becerra, and of course Gavin Newsom really backed this when he was lieutenant governor to get this, this thing passed. Well, what Newsom did when the judge made that decision, he asked the Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals for an injunction against the, uh, a stay, and they denied him. But Becerra, who's the top cop in the state, who sometimes thinks he makes the laws, unfortunately, um, the way he interpreted Proposition 63, there's nothing in Proposition 63, but he put stuff in of his own in there. That's illegal. But anyway... He found another way, loophole, that made it an emergency situation. So the Ninth uh, District Court of Appeals, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, granted him that stay. So as of now, uh, you still have to uh, get a background check, I think. But anyway, it's all up in the air, thanks to Javier Becerra, your California Attorney General. Okay, after the break... We're going to talk to Craig Newton of Willfish Tackle about some good fishing up in the mountains. First, though, I want to tell you about Collins Lake. <clears throat> Collins Lake, I talked to Lincoln Young earlier this week. Now, they're still closed, but they were going to meet with county officials and, of course, the health official for the county to see if they could open for ju- not camping, but to phase in for fishermen. And, and 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 police the social distancing and open it for hikers because it's a great place. You can hike around the lake. I mean, it's a great area, okay? And you got to remember, during the month of April, they had 12 net pens full of trophy trout. All of those have been released and are swimming around in Collins Lake as we speak. So... I'm not saying it's a for sure thing, but I know Lincoln was trying to, was going to try to open by next weekend. But you must call in advance to find that out. We'll see what happens this week. Like we've been saying all month long, all during April, every day is another day. So protect yourself and call in advance. Collins Lake, go to the website. You can book summer reservations for this year and next year right now. Uh, if you if you so desire. Here's the number though, eight hundred two eight six zero five seven six. Welcome back, welcome back. <clears throat> well it was, it was nice to hear that Placer County last week kind of relaxed their rules and, and allowed uh, tackle stores to open and Wolfish Tackle in Auburn opened up. And uh, Craig Newton, the owner, joins us now to talk about what hours he's open and uh, a little bit about the opening of trout season, too. Good morning, Craig. Hey, Bob. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So what kind of uh, hours and what's the situation about people in the store? Uh, Tell us about it. Well, yeah, we are open uh, 10 to 6, uh, our normal days, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. So we're closed Sunday and Monday. Okay. Um, we're 
having two people in the store at a time, uh, which has worked out really well. We've had some, uh, you know, some folks lined up outside, but they've been real patient with everybody, and everybody's been courteous and letting people get through the store. Good. It's worked out well. Yeah, we've got hand sanitizer available, and we're asking folks to have their uh, mask or face covering on when they come in. That's kind of part of the, the county's physical distancing protocol that we've established, so... Uh, it's going well. We've been, uh, you know, the support from the local community has been great. So Yeah, I, I, I bet it is. I'll bet it is. Well, I'm glad you're doing it safely, and uh, it's a good example for other people. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have more of the same. But I want to ask you, you have people coming in your shop. I don't think a whole lot of people uh, with the water the way it is hike down to the American, any branches of the American River up by Forest Hill. Did you hear of any? Not a whole lot of that. Um, I'm sure there's folks who made the, the trek and probably did okay. I know a few guys that are diehards that, that did it. I didn't hear back from them, but I'm, yeah. uh, knowing them, I'm sure they did fine. Sure. Um, you know, what's been happening the last week or so is that uh, out of Forest Hill, you can get into French Meadows and Hellhole right now. So those are starting to pick up a little bit. Okay, now... Let's talk about French Meadows real quick. Uh, are you able to put a boat in there? Yes. Okay. Launch boats. Uh, last weekend it came up uh, several feet each day with runoff, so uh, it's it's topping off and no problem getting a boat in. Okay. Now, what about Hellhole? Can you get a boat in there? You can. It's uh, it's down past the second switchback, I'll call it, but you can still get a boat in. Uh, okay. A customer came in yesterday who, who was fishing kokanee there and uh, didn't do so well in kokanee, but ended up with a, we estimated, 15 to 17-pound Mackinac in his kokanee gear. <laughs> now, I do, I do have to tell you this, and I, I, I'm not very impressed with El Dorado National Forest, <clears throat> but I am looking at their website right now, and they're telling me that the boat ramp and parking area at Hellhole is closed. And yet I know people have, have been putting boats in there. And I also know it has the uh, the West, the whatever they call it, the West Point ramp, which is the ramp at the dam at Union Valley, as closed. But people have been putting in there. Now, at Ice House, they got a cable across it and a threat that you'll have to spend the rest of your life in jail if you put a boat in. So it's all over the board. I, I have a feeling that the Forest Service really doesn't want to ticket anybody. There's no guarantees, but yet yeah, take it for yeah. what it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think the yeah. um, I think you're right. They don't really want to get after anybody if they don't have to. Um, but you know what I noticed about that order on the their website is that expired April 30th. And I don't know if they just haven't changed their website or if they've reinforced no, they, the they ex- what's going on with that. They extended it. It's it's hard okay. to find on the it, it's hard to find on the website. But as of this moment, uh, they are closed. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah they're understand. closed right now. So, hey, but you know, tomorrow's another day. So, what the heck? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that, you know they've been running up to stampede like you talked about earlier, and that's been okay. Um, yeah. Small fish, it sounds like, but at least they're out there getting 
taking some pressure off of Bullards and some of the other places that are really getting hit. So. Sure, and Tahoe National Forest is doing a great job keeping those that ramp open, by the way, and a lot of locals would like to keep that shut down, but uh, the Forest Service is policing it and doing a good job. So, uh, hey, what, what about French Meadows? French Meadows is always... It's a fish-producing lake. We only have about 10 seconds, but you hear of any good catches out of French Meadows? Talk to guys who fished it last weekend. They landed 21 rainbows and two browns. Craig, thank you for calling in this morning. All right, buddy. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Craig's number, 530-887-0839. Have a safe week, everyone.